0: Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear nasal spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean not just rinse your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, Get Clear Today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else.
1: Radio MD. MD. MD RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, M.S., If you're a parent right now, you know that you've got cleaning supplies out, hand sanitizer, you're bleaching everything and disinfecting and wiping things down all day. Well, some of those things could really be hazardous to our children, and we have to be very careful. Joining me today to tell us how to keep children safe from poison via household hazards during this pandemic is Dr. Benjamin Hoffman. He's a pediatrician and nationally recognized expert in child injury prevention and education, and he's a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Hoffman, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. This is a really great topic. And as more Americans are taking all these extra steps to keep our houses so clean and disinfect our homes, are poison control centers across the nation receiving more calls about exposure? Tell us what's going on.
2: Yeah, sadly, we we have seen an increase in the call to poison control centers. Um, And it sort of makes sense because it's all about exposure. If you've got kids who used to be scattered in different places and not stuck in one home all day long. Um, They weren't exposed. They didn't have constant um, possibility of getting into medicines and poisons and cleaning things. And because they're there now, and we're all stuck at home, we're all taken out of our element and discombobulated a little bit. The combination of kids being around these things 24 seven and parents and caregivers struggling with different tasks and being distractible um, leads to potential risk for families and kids.
1: Well, it does. And so now, for example, I mentioned bleach. That's one of the things that a lot of people are using if they can't get Lysol and different cleaners and they're keeping them by the front door, you know, to disinfect the box that might have been delivered by Amazon or groceries coming in. So what are we supposed to do about those kinds of things? And is it hazardous? Suppose we do wipe down those boxes with a bleach substance. Then is it hazardous for our kids to be touching that?
2: so i would worry a little bit less about that um i think the answer to that question depends on how much bleach is used if there's you know if it's just wiped down and it's dry i don't think that that's going to cause risk to anybody if there's a puddle that's potentially a risk the biggest concern for a lot of these things is that they're going to be ingested directly they're going to be that the the child's going to put them in their mouth and and swallow them i think bleach is a is a little less risky as a ingestion thing because it tastes terrible Um, as opposed to some of the other things that may look like candy um, and be a little bit more visually appealing to kids. Those are the things that concern us more than anything else. Um, And I think because those things are around, if you've got it by your front door, the key is to make sure that kids can't get to it. Um, So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of most bleach containers have a child resistant cap, which is good, but not perfect. Um, but if there's going to be bleach near the front door, it needs to be high enough or, or out of completely out of view so that kids can't get to it.
1: Well, thank you for telling us about that. So you mentioned things that do taste better than bleach. So in some States, cannabis products are legal and if Mm -hmm. people are not working, maybe they're more likely to be using them or edibles or doing any of these things, but they can be deadly for kids. Tell us about that
2: yeah I mean absolutely. I live in a state where um we have uh, marijuana has been legalized, and you know it's really important that especially especially edibles, um things that look like candy and cookies and brownies and those sorts of things are um stored in something that the child won't be able to see through so that they won't be because a cookie's a cookie to a kid, um, again, stored up and out of reach and ideally in a perfect world locked away in a in a medication lock box or a locking bag so that there's no opportunity for a child to find it unintentionally.
1: What about hand sanitizer, Dr. Hoffman? I mean, this is everywhere now. And some of it does smell like berries and, you know, vanilla and things like that. Is that dangerous at all?
2: Yeah, it, it, it definitely is dangerous. Most of them are alcohol based. Um, and it's not it's not ethanol generally the um, you know what we find in adult beverages and a lot of those alcohols can be toxic again most of them don't taste great and so even if a child does ingest them they're unlikely to ingest a lot but that's not always the case um, so again it's all about preparation making sure that kids can't get to things I a lot of the um, the calls that poison centers are receiving are um, because of uh, over the counter or prescription medications, and again, kids are just be, are just in the environment with these things much uh, for for longer periods of the day than they normally are.
1: So, what should we be doing different?
2: Um, I think it's i, I if, if I were the parent of a young child, I would go through my cabinets, my medicine chest. I would take anything that um, that I was concerned about anything that a child might be able to get to and and store it someplace completely out of view, ideally locked away. One other thing that we need to be really mindful of, uh, you know, in addition to the increase in calls to poison centers, we've seen an increase in um, depression and exacerbation of behavioral health issues. And there actually have been increases in suicide rates um, across the country. And for families that may have a a child or an adult who um, is depressed and may be a a risk for self-harm, it's really important to make sure that those folks can't access medication as well.
1: One thing you mentioned before, Dr. Hoffman, and and this goes along with that, is as people are feeling more depression and isolation and anxiety and worry, Mm -hmm. alcohol consumption is going through the roof and people are leaving it out and kids see that. And, and I'm not even talking only little kids. I'm talking tweens, you know, our teens, our 10 year olds, those kind of kids are seeing this out. And, but you know, a lot of parents are feeling like it's helping them get through. This is a real hard situation for parents of kids in that age group.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know I, you know, we, pediatricians, emergency room docs know that around the holidays, we're going to see ingestions um, of alcohol from young kids who get it inappropriately or from older kids who are able to access it when they shouldn't be able to. Um, And I think that these times are sort of mimicking that again, these people, people are turning to, um, Tools to help them get through a day, and if some of them are hazardous to kids, there that poses a real, a real significant risk.
1: So, what do you want us to do? When you mentioned that if we have a child that might be subject to depression during these times, we make sure to keep these hazardous products out of reach, out of sight but what else can we do? You're a pediatrician. Tell us what else we can do to help our kids at this time while keeping them safe, but also help them with these feelings of anxiety that could lead them to destructive behaviors.
2: Yeah. So, so I think just being able to talk through things, um, you know, even, even younger kids, toddlers, kindergarten age, early, pre- yeah, early school age kids, um, they feel a lot of the strain. Kids are really perceptive. Um, and even if they're not able to articulate and talk about their anxiety or they're feeling sad, you know, they sense it. And so I think talking about things, normalizing it, you know, I think for a parent to say, yes, you know, I'm worried too, and I'm scared, but then reassuring and let, you know, let kids know that we're doing everything we can and that, and that, you know, they're, they're loved and that, you know, things will get back to normal at some point but this is what we need to do and we're all in it together um, I definitely think if parents have concerns about their children um, even minimal concerns they should talk to their child health provider their pediatrician or whoever that might be to get um, you know a, a, another opinion and and some resources um, and if there is any concern about self-harm if a child has talked about harming themselves they need to talk to that 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 they need to reach out to their their child health provider immediately because that's very concerning.
1: Really, it's so important. And before we wrap up, give us some suggestions for how to prevent poisonings, including storage. You know, some people are are desperate for cleaners, so they're mixing cleaners together and Mm -hmm. how much sanitizer some people are using way too much or leaving things in original packaging. Give us some suggestions that you want the public to really know about.
2: Yeah, so... As we said in the beginning, I think it's all about making sure that kids can't get to things that they're not supposed to get into. Um, Laundry packets, um, dishwashing detergent. You know, again, go through your cabinets in your kitchen, go through your garage, go through your laundry room, go through your medicine cabinets. The key is preventing kids from getting things that they're not supposed to have, and you know, especially for parents of kids who are really impulsive so those can be toddlers those could be um, children with adhd or autism or other developmental differences you know we need to think about those kids a little more specifically and again it's all about preparation and ensuring that kids can't get to things one last thing that i'd like people to know is that pediatricians are out there and they're ready to see you again we've fallen behind in terms of immunizations and other components of well child care but we're ready to go. And it's really important now that families reconnect with their child health provider because they need us now more than ever.
1: Really, it is absolutely so important. And if you are worried, you can always call the Poison Control Center at 1-800-222-1222. And that's 1-800-222-1222. That's the National Poison Control Center. And they can guide you to your regional center for help. Thank you so much, Dr. Hoffman. Great information. Thank you as always, and you're a great guest. Stay safe and stay well. Thanks for taking the time to come on with us today. You're listening to Healthy Children. All of our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard. You know, parents, we love our pediatricians. They get us through thick and thin with our kids, and they're not stopping now. So share this show with your friends. Share it on social media. That way we're all learning from these experts together. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well. Hey, Doc.